Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. <laughs> and this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look back at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Ronald Arnold. <laughs> now, Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, but we're taking a deep dive into all of these 80s and 90s cult action movies, and we're breaking them all the way down. Friends, welcome back, mate. Good day. Good day, mate. I'm gonna keep saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Uh, how you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so thrilled to have a founding member of the podcast back with his original gangsta. Feels like to, you threw, feels to be good. You threw a boomerang. <laughs> Mike is so drunk. I'm Reginald right Phil Jarson. This. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So I'm telling uh, you, I have to bring my kids and just have them sit on my yeah, lap. Yeah, man, uh, let them get used the to this. Yeah. <laughs> get them a little, put a little sippy top on top of that beer. <laughs> the more, the merrier. Uh, there's many beers that have been sitting around my house. I'm sure they've already <laughs> tasted beer. So we're here to talk more about Crocodile Dundee. This is episode three. Welcome back. Bring us up to speed on the plot. This is like a beautifully simple plot. Yeah. Um, we got big city reporter Sue. She's from New York in Australia to do some stories. She's tracking down Crocodile Dundee, this like legendary bushman. He had a near-death experience out in the out in the wild, attacked by a crocodile. What? Crawled out uh, of whatever, life, the, the jaws of death. Yeah. Literally. The swamp. Um, yeah, so she's tracking down. She wants to get his story to report to her newspaper. So she's paid him to sort of reenact, recount the story as they're hiking through the wilderness. So that's where they're at. They've sort of found some common ground. They're bonding a little bit. Uh, he saved her life from a giant crocodile. Right. There's something magical about Crocodile Dundee. We can't quite put our finger yeah, on it. Yeah, he's got like the he's got the touch. He's got the glow. Got the from, touch. Uh, the last dragon. He's a. Uh... He, yeah, he's he's connected with the local tribes. Yeah, he grew up amongst the Aboriginal people. So he's got their respect. Um, he's just an all-around good dude. A little sexist. Little like rough around the corners, um, <laughs> but, but in you a very know charming she, way, he's learning. Like your drunk uncle. He's <laughs> learning, and he's learning from drunk her uncle. as well. I think, like, yeah. So that, so, uh, that, yeah, that basically gets us up, up to more speed. Or less. So yeah, we pick up the next morning, the day after she was almost killed by the crocodile. Mick is walking Sue through the woods, explaining that it took him a week to get this far, and he thought he was a goner. Mm. She asks if he was afraid, and he's like, "Of dying? No." That he read the Bible once, and Jesus and the disciples were fishermen, so he figures that he'd go straight to heaven when he died. Yep. Me and God, we'd be mates. I like that. I like that that whole uh, sentiment is awesome. He's like oozing wisdom, right? Yeah. He's like, I love that. Oh, yeah, I read the Bible once. Like, (laughs) I I gleaned what I needed from it, and that's, you know... uh, I wonder how much of this stuff, like, coming out of Dundee's mouth is Paul Hogan's own personal philosophy. Yeah, yeah. It's a great point. So I, I was actually thinking about this earlier today, um, and it, you're, just bear with me on this one right here. <laughs> but I kind of compared um, Nick Dundee to Jesus, right? So Jesus was probably a real person, right? Yeah. But the way people talked about him— they built him up into like this. They built a legend. Like they built a legend. This sure. is who Mick Dundee is. Like everybody's building Mick into this legend. Uh, People forget uh, that Jesus shat like everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> or you think about um, Braveheart, fucking William Wallace, where he's yeah. like, oh, he's not 12 feet tall. Yeah, like yeah, all exactly. the legends that we heard. Yeah, like, yeah. About comes from his arse. Exactly. Yeah. Lightning, yeah. I'll kill him with lightning Except bolts. Except for, um, <laughs> for ass. Braveheart. Like, didn't want that kind of recognition, and I think Mick Dundee does, you know? Uh, I don't know. He didn't, like, seek fame out. She found him, right? Like, he was not doing interviews and stuff after. I think, to be fair, Wally probably sought her out. Well, <laughs> Wally helped her find him. Oh, no, he him. answered yeah. that phone call for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so sometime later in the day, they arrive at 
a beautiful lake. That the, location was nuts. The place is unreal. He calls it Echo Lake. It is played by the Gunlum Waterfall Creek in Kakadu National Park in the Northern Territory. That's awesome. And so Mick explains that he reckons that this place, this this pool of water, saved his life. That it's mineral water, so there are no crocs, but there's plenty of food. So plenty said, of tucker. Yeah, plenty of tucker. I, lo- I love the, the gentle dropping of Australian slang. slang yeah, 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 yeah. So she says, good, because I'm hungry as shit. So <laughs> cut to, he's got what is called a goanna lizard roasting on a spit. She does not look excited about eating it. He says, it's great. Encourages, encourages her to try the Hakuna Matata Lion King style smorgasbord he's prepared. It's like <laughs> bugs and ants yeah. and... Yeah, he's like, just bite the end off. They're really sweet. Black fellas love them. Okay. When I heard that, I was like, uh-oh. Yeah. But that, I thought he was talking about the actual yam when he said that, but he's actually talking about people, right? Well, no, but black fellas is, that's abor- that's aboriginal people slang. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what aboriginal people refer to black Each people other. as black fellas. Oh, okay. Black, and okay. White, white people are white fellas. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And I'm like, okay. But it does come off as like a yeah, a there's a lot cringy. of moments in this movie, right? <laughs> Dude, I've never eaten reptile. Have either of y'all eaten reptile before? I've eaten, Snake or I've eaten alligator? alligator? And I've eaten frog. Yeah, and amphibian. I know, but um, what's the gator like? Tastes like chicken. Um, I think that the gator was probably seasoned because it tasted a little bit like sausage meat. But it wasn't in a link. It was like no, a, it was just like on a spit. Okay, that had been like put over a fire. Huh. I wonder yeah. if you can get that at Buford. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Probably, probably gator. Not, maybe not frog legs. but oh, I bet frog you, legs I bet you can find at Buford Highway somewhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, the cow farmer's market might have some of that stuff, you too. You will not be surprised to know that frog legs taste just like chicken. They're delicious. They taste just like chicken. Just not a lot of meat on them, though, huh? Yeah, they're, I mean, they're small. It's like eating quail's legs, but just slightly bigger. So out of curiosity, uh, yeah, man. how did you... I once upon a time, my <laughs> uncle Danny took my brother and I frog gigging, gotcha. and that is where you load up in a canoe in the middle of the black night, in the darkness, no moon. You want to go out with no light whatsoever, and you get in a canoe, and ideally there's more than one person in the boat, one to anchor the boat with the paddle, one to shine the light in a frog's eyes, and then the third person to sit at the front of the boat and throw the spear and kill the frog. Oh. And then, so the, the light mesmerizes them. <laughs> and you them. were nine. I was, I was like 11 or 12. So that's the thing. Is like you shine, light you shine the light in their eyes. The frog sort of blinded and mesmerized. Mm-hmm. And then you spear them. And then my uncle took the frog by its back legs and beat it over the side of the boat oh, to kill man. it. And then we took it home. Uh, he skinned it. You pour salt on it. Yeah. Uh, that's where you said the legs were twitching. And the legs kicked. Because all the nerve endings were, Fuck. were uh, that's not for me. Yeah, <laughs> we're stimulated. I, mean, I might eat the frog legs, but I don't need to know how they were made. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of. Tr- that's a lot of trouble. It is, it a, is lot, a lot of trouble for a like a bite of, of meat. You got to be hungry, right? A lot of trouble for a de- and and I wondered. I was like, why are why frog is it's not it can't be that good that no. we're out here and it was two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And we were like 11 and 12 years old. Tradition, I guess. And your parents were like, oh, go ahead. Good night. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, there you go. Frog legs. Enjoy. I think Mick Dundee would appreciate that story. Mick Dundee, he he has definitely frog gigged in his time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, Dundee encourages her to eat everything, bite the ends off. They're really sweet. So she tries the food. She seems underwhelmed. She's like, are uh-huh. you going to eat it? And he's like, me? Oh, well, you can live off of it, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> he produced a can of I don't know what. Yeah, I, don't know. Like I hope it was the, or something yeah, like the, the dinky do or whatever oh, from Mad Max. Oh, the dog food. The awesome. dinky die. Yeah, dinky die. That's what it was. Uh, Sue thought that was hilarious. Yeah, though. she's that. like the like playful pats on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So later after a, uh, an overhead shot swim and yeah. some spear fishing of what we hope was a uh, a fake fish. There, I gotta learn to spear fish, man. Because as he was doing that, like she was watching with the thirst. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she, and she looked perfect. She was like, I am being provided for in the wilderness. Uh, uh-huh. So they're talking on the lake shore. Uh, yeah, she was definitely objectifying him. Um, she's like, she all of a sudden is like, 
you should come back with me to New York uh-huh. because it'd be great for the story, you know, having you in the city. And then Mick's like, ah, well, I thought you were trying to make a pass at me. It's and she's smooth. And she's bag. like, and she's like, she might, I might have been. And then she's like, would you mind if I was? Mm. Damn. And they kiss. Yeah. Here on the the shores of Echo Lake in the Northern Territory. He went. He went with the face grip technique. <laughs> he like grabbed her by the face and kissed her. <laughs> it was interesting. We've seen it in other movies. He's a manly man. I guess. It's I don't a manly know. Man's kiss. I, I often I've never seen that like, in life. Is it? Is it like an? An actor's choice, or is that like, is that how Paul Hogan would kiss a young woman? <laughs> uh, like 20, grab you by a the woman face. twenty years his twenty year. year. No, yeah, twenty twenty. I don't know. Um, anyway, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me kiss you like a father. So anyway, <laughs> so they kiss, but wow. before anything could happen, we hear wee, and uh-huh. it's like a hoot of some kind, and then Mick says, oh, "That must be Walt." He's only been here a dozen times, so he's probably lost. Uh When I was a younger viewer, for whatever reason, I don't know why, because it's very clearly explained. Right. I always thought that that was either Walt or Neville, like, sort of given that, like, woo! Like, they were watching you and, like, I see that kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't know why I thought that. So that that was Walt letting them know that he was around. I think he was like, I'm here, I'm I'm lost. Yeah. Come find me. I think that it was based on the dialogue that we get in a second was Walt saying, I'm here and I've seen you. Oh, so you think and he was looking? I think he'd seen them and was like just letting mm. them know he's here so that things didn't get weird. Well, do, what do you think would have happened if Walt hadn't arrived? Was it going to go further? Oh, yeah. Guess? I, I was it on? So. I think that they probably would have made out. Mm. And we'll talk more about this as, as we discuss the movie. So but. I can see, uh, you're right, I, I see Mick not thinking it proper to have sex with her on the first go. He, as, as bush manny as he is, I would see that he would think that that was not proper. I like think a gentleman. He, yeah. I think that he understands, like, this whole thing has set her up. It's like a fantasy for her. Like, he's built it up on purpose. Yeah. And that she's, like, in that <laughs> moment. I think he's in the moment, too. But also, I don't think he wants to take advantage. Sure. So you don't, you don't yeah. think he kisses every, like... I don't think Tumor he does. that he has out there. I don't think he does. <laughs> I honestly don't. Okay. So later on, as they're loading up the truck, Wally seems to sense that there's something in the air. It smells like or, sex out here. <laughs> <laughs> and or he saw it. He's like, I smell the wetness. I don't know. So, so he not so subtly asks Mick, complete with like fucking hand motions like, yeah. <laughs> did you make it with Sue so the way, he do, the way he says that or the way he mm-hmm. comes off like Sign he's not surprised right he's like hey, so did you hit that you know yeah like did this happen before like you were saying I think he, he could sense I think he could sense the chemistry the between, between those two them. yeah, yeah the, I almost wonder if maybe it had been a while since Mick had had like chemistry with a woman because mm-hmm. again how there can't be that many tourist groups that are coming out here because they're struggling for cash sure. Ida the barkeep yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. hot and like that other hot bartender hot bartender but he says like so quickly that he almost <laughs> expected for those two to like hook up on their trip maybe and he may have just because they're two well one young and one middle aged handsome couple yeah but he so he doesn't come <laughs> off as like an old dude though like I, when he's you got said, that yeah, when you said he was a, yeah when you said he was that age I was, I was like I'm I surprised f- how old do you think Crocodile Dundee is supposed to be 40 really yeah. I would have thought well yeah younger than 40 I would have thought like Han so 35, maybe. Okay. Like I think Han 40 and she's 30. That's how I read okay. it, which is, you know, That's I'm trying to make that work in my yeah. life. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also, I was struck by the fact that Walt is like wearing the same shit. Like just that oh, dirty ass like safari suit. Like yeah. I just wondered, does he have a bunch of those? Or is it just, <laughs> I wear the same shit every day. I think that he probably washes the undershirt and then puts everything on over it. Like Swearingen from... I think uh, John Mellon was available for two days worth of shooting. (laughs) Oh! Well, maybe. (laughs) He just gave him the same outfit. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of screen time if you get down to it. As memorable as he is. So after Walt suggests that Dundee may have had sex with Sue, Dundee's like, nah, like, plays dumb. He's a gentleman about it. Walt had, like, the, a case of the giggles. He's yeah, like, he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Sue tells Walt that she wants Mick to come back to New York 
uh, Walt's skeptical, but quickly changes his mind when she says that the paper is going to pay for it. He's like, well, a man should broaden his horizons. <laughs> but what was he thinking? It was not like the paper's going to pay for Mick to stay in New York. The paper's not going to pay. Airfare. I think airfare and hotel. But how does that benefit? I think it goes through the business. Uh, maybe they do pay for his time. I think that it goes through the business. Like, so they, yeah, pay they, another 2500 for a week or whatever. It goes through Never Never Safari Tours. Sure. Okay. So, okay, so. I think they, the book his time, they book his time for a week. And instead of having him take him in the wilderness, they'll take him to New York. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, how does that benefit the business with Mick? In fact, I would think that would be bad for business if they're yeah. he's not around to give their tours. Guy is not around to be, give tours. Do you think Walt's ever seen the world? I mm, has he been outside of Australia? Well, or he, well, he Mick said that he's, he's seen, seen the big cities. city. Yeah, he's, not, he's been to Sydney though. Yeah, do you think, or has he, he been, been all been around London and shit? I think he's probably been to at least England. Think about it. He probably fought in the war. God, yeah. he probably did. He was like seeing North yeah. Africa and Oof, Italy and rough. shit. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, cut to a Qantas airliner on the tarmac. A visibly nervous Mick is trying to play <laughs> it cool as the plane's like getting ready to take off. Wait, wh- why has Mick agreed to do this? Is it because he liked for Sue? Well, does he I like? Think, does he want to not leave Sue? Like the, an adventurous type guy, right? So yeah. it's like somebody think, gives me an offer to go to New York City. I'm going to take I it. I think right? Wally said it's good for business. And number two, I think that I think, and we'll talk about this more as we discuss the movie, that that kiss really did a number on well, sure. Mick. Yeah, yeah. I think that the 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 time that he was spending with her, I think that he's like legitimately into her, if and he's like. As much time as I can spend with this woman. Yeah. If you because, want to go way back to even the kangaroo scene where he didn't care at all what the yeah. poachers were doing to the kangaroos and she, she kind of like changed yeah. his mind. True. So he's had, or he took a liking to her as soon as he saw yeah. her. But then the, the kangaroo well, scene. Just, he like survived. Think about right? the context of the rest of the movie. He puts up with a lot of, oh, a lot of shit, I'll just say. Because of her, for her, yeah, Just and we'll get we'll get more into himself that to her in a moment. We'll get more into it, like in due course. Okay, so. So the plane lifts off, and we just hear VO. Jesus Christ! <laughs> He's like. <laughs> Never been in a plane, which is awesome. So we cut to. Wait, I don't know if this is accurate, but I read somewhere that you can't get a passport without being able to prove your date of birth. It made one that up. That would make sense. Uh, I guess but I don't know if you have a birth, yeah, you have that, a birth certificate again, or something. Again, that's probably went to his whole mythology. Like I, 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 know I mean, I think saying, you just gloss over that. Again, sure. I would be interested in like it does that hold true for Aboriginal people that might not have a birthday? Uh, is yeah, there a it's true enough. If you don't have, I was born in a situation where there weren't a, wasn't a birth certificate. No way right. to keep record of that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. So we cut to, the again, the downtown Manhattan skyline. Uh-huh. We love it. Focus on the Twin Towers. Your character in the movie will love you. Has there ever been a more clear-cut, like, midway point to a movie? No. Than this? Oh, this is almost like well, two movies for And sure. this is, like, it's like we get the, I call it the buddy cop music. Just like horn. It's the New York theme, I guess. Yeah, this, is, like, this has got that kind of, you know how all those movies were made in like Toronto, but they uh-huh. look like New York. Uh-huh. It's got that feel to it, but they clearly shot it in New York City, right? Yeah. It's like, But that music immediately tells me this is the 80s and this is New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, so we see Richard, um, Sue's boyfriend from the cold open. He's at the airport to greet her. She's wearing... A headscarf, again. <laughs> He's mesmerized by her beauty. Then they kiss. Sure. And wait just a minute here. She was kissing Mick Dundee yeah, not 48 hours ago. That's totally scandalous. And now she's making out with her boyfriend yeah, in the airport. Yeah, I think, you know, out of sight, out of mind with Sue. Yeah, but I mean, would, but she, she, would she have kissed Richard if Mick had been standing there with Ooh. him instead of at the customs? I, and I she think, brought, and I she think, brought yes. him back to New York Did she explain <laughs> things to him on the plane? I've got a boyfriend here. I think like, she would probably say my boyfriend's going to meet us at the airport. Probably, do you, but do you think that a person like Mick Dundee would be like, "What the? Why didn't fuck you tell me that before I got on this after plane? I just flew all the way from Australia. <laughs> if I had known you had a boyfriend, I never would have got on this Mick, plane. Mick yeah, Dundee yeah. would have opened the door and jumped off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> Mick Dundee, I know. <laughs> so anyway, I, you don't think he would have taken a free trip to New York though? I think he thought he was annoying. He thought he was going to smash though. I think that he would have thought that's a that's annoying. I would have taken a. Tr- 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I agree with that, but I still think I would take a free trip to New York City. I think that he kind of got. I think he senses like some cracks in the foundation, though. He wants to get maybe, in there. Maybe he, well, he did maybe, kiss her, so yeah, there's definitely I, something there. I bet there. you. I bet at some point she did say, "Look, the situation at home is complicated. I've got a boyfriend. I don't know how to break it off with him, maybe or whatever." But then later, anyway, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's, that's a that's a that's a false hypothesis. Anyway. Richard notices Dundee's not around. Sue explains that he got slowed down in customs. Um, Richard's immediately uh, disdainful of Mick as we see him, like, come down and... Like, coming down the escalator. Um, that he should be, too. I mean, I know they... You were going to say as, Richard? Yeah. I know they paint yeah, him as the bad yeah. guy in this movie. I mean, if your girl but, went out of town on a business trip and it was like, hey, I back. met this guy in Australia. He's coming back with... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for work. Fucking what? Oh, yeah, it's for work. That. No, no, no. Fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. This is for work. Fun, this is a fun uh, fact Kevin clued me into. The entire state of Wyoming only has two escalators. Yeah, I don't know how that... Oh, no, I, I a girl taught me that. Oh. Told me some Thanks, a lady girl. friend. Yeah, I did um, not know that. That's crazy. They said it's not because of law or anything And they're like both that. in the mall? I think they're both in an airport somewhere. Or maybe both in a shopping mall somewhere. It's that they're, flat. <laughs> I think there's just no reason to build up because right. there's no shortage of land, right. you know, to, sp- to spread that's out. That's also true. I get Dundee being a little leery of an escalator. Like, I think everyone, your first time on an escalator, you're like... Have you ever watch a child come down the escalator for the first time? It's, it's like, holy so shit. So it's, it's definitely classic, like, fish out of water, but I yes, think they exactly. went too far with it. He's a grown-up. He going to kill a crocodile, but he's scared of a yeah. escalator. It's kind, yeah. Wasn't it kind of funny and kind of endearing to see him be like, yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. Well, I think they, they have to lay it on thick that now he's the... Fish out yeah, but I'm surprised right. they didn't do like a like he didn't do like a big split where his like foot was like on the top of the escalator and <laughs> that like elf awesome. like that yeah, like elf. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> so um, outside in a limousine, Gus the driver, played by Carl Winslow, Reginald Vell Johnson. Hell yes, he, he's telling uh, telling uh, Mick that New York's home to seven million people. Mick marvels that seven million people all want to live together in the same place and it must be a friendly place. Um, what a logical thing to think. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. well, everyone must get along. There is like a, a giant episode of Three's Company where there's always just like a misunderstanding that leads to uh, like comedy. You would think, yeah, everyone must love the... I love visiting in New York there. City. I would never want to live there. I, unless yeah, I was like a billionaire. I like a, a visit, but yeah, it's like, it would be a wondered. lot. I do love visiting. A lot I, to live there. I, and I thought that I would like to live there. Not sure. We'll see. One day, maybe. Um, so Gus, Sue, and Richard are all amused by Mick. At a red light, I love this. Like, uh-huh. Mick, like the windows roll down. He like leans out and introduces himself to a stranger. <laughs> I'm in town a couple of days. Probably see you around. It's a beautiful moment. I love that. The, the, the dude that he's talking to is like, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Mick Dundee from Australia. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Quit awful. talking to me. Fuck but, off. But, yeah, the guy like looks back at him as he drives off like, what? What well, just what happened? Happen, yeah. Yeah. It is crazy, yeah. Uh, so they pull up to the plaza. Um, a bellhop takes uh, Mick's sack. As a, he was rocking that same white luggage that Axel Foley had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a All sack I need is with a, a drawstring. Sure, yeah. It's a non-regulation rucksack. So, so. when did, uh, when, did um, uh, when did Beverly Hills Cop come out? 84. 84? So yeah. I wonder if they... Got that eye because it looks literally looks like the same. And I think it's just the type of unpretentious luggage For, that, yeah. that an Axel Foley or a, or it's almost like something you would imagine a soldier carrying back from John like Rambo, the front lines mm-hmm. or some shit. Oh yeah, Rambo had a he duffel had a bag. He had all yeah, those no, outfits in that one little sack. Sick. Yeah, a duffel bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, but it it fits Dundee's character, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He does not own a suitcase. That man does not own Samsonite. Luggage. No, <laughs> Samsonite. So, so Mick thanks Gus for the ride, which is awesome, and then asks him what tribe he's from. Initially, Gus is like, "Man, I'm not from a tribe." Uh-huh. It almost seems sort of like put off by the question. Sure, yeah. And then Mick says, "You're a black fellow, aren't you?" And Gus says, "Last time I looked." And he's like, and then he like checks out Mick checks out the limo. He's like, no one in our tribe's got a flash car like this. So you must be doing all right. <laughs> Pretty awesome. And then yeah, and then Carl yeah. Winslow is like <laughs> charmed, flattered. Sergeant Al Powell. Yeah, is is like. When did Die Hard come out? Eighty eight. Okay. So he had a Yeah, eighty eight. I think it was eighty seven, eighty eight. But I think eighty eight. Yeah, I think you're right. 
This so, was just around the corner, right? Yeah, dude. He okay. was like on he his way to, to really to break it through. He was about sure. to go off. I mean, I love when you like uh, like watch old movies, and if you look at the end of the credits and you see like that one person uh-huh. that blows up, you know, and becomes yeah, like man. a big time actor. Can we just talk about though how like good Reginald Bell Johnson is, even in the smallest role? Yes, he's fucking awesome. He's so likable. He yeah, gives yeah. so much in that face as Mick walks away. Like, yeah, all, he he cycles through ten different emotions, <laughs> states of mindfulness. Like in one, it's like God damn, that's impressive. I, it reads like he can't tell if he should be offended or not. Right. I mean, but then I think he realizes it's clear that Dundee meant he's not meaning no harm. Yeah. 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 yeah that, again, Mick is the drunk uncle. Like, he means no harm, but he says the most offensive things. You, you kind of <laughs> just let him slide. Yeah. I do wonder, in Dundee's life, like, is is it the case that the only black people he would ever encounter are Aboriginal people? Like, I like, think that's surely, likely. Surely in Australian well, cities, there are, sure. are just black people. But he's, never been, are, a, but he's never been to a city. Yeah, so, yeah, but I'm saying like in his in his, in his his orbit, he's never encountered. I will say that at one time I knew the statistic, but I do not know it now about the, the demographic breakdown in Australia because mm-hmm. so many people in Australia are part of the British Empire. Yeah. So they would have an influx of Indian people. Sure. And, Was there not a lot of like West Indies and and some people from West Indies, but I feel like that's fewer and further between. It's a long way away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I would say, had he lived in a big city, he likely would have run into people. I I think that he's only seen Aborigines his whole life. Yeah, and he's never seen like, you know, anybody else. So he's so, just like, oh, you're a, a black person. You must be sure from a tribe. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember. Um, I remember when I was in high school, and had some friends of mine who had moved from like upstate New York to where I lived in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they had ever seen a black person what? in person. Wow. Upstate New York. So, so yeah, I think that Mick <laughs> has never seen. I have um, a friend from high school who is black who lives in South Dakota mm-hmm. with her family, and she says like she'll go. A week, two weeks oh, sure. without seeing another black person other sure. than, you know, her own family members. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's just got to be odd. Yeah, oh, yeah. We stay from our home base in Atlanta. But I also wonder, like, if if Gus had said, yeah, I'm from a tribe, and it's, like, given an American tribe name, uh-huh. like, would... That would mean nothing <laughs> yeah, to him. Yeah, it would mean him. nothing to Mick. Like, it is a little odd that he would assume that you're... From an Aboriginal tribe, yeah, it's you might or just a tribe. Period. Like, we we get that he's like a backwoods country bump, but he can't be that dumb or that just. I mean, that maybe he knows people are from Australia, or, or which, people which actually from he alludes to later or, in the movie. He says, "Are you sure you're not from this tribe?" Yeah, and it's like he he can't be not the same continent. Anyway, anyway, yeah, like they can worms. Yeah. Like, like I said, that they they play up his like ignorance a little too much. I think country bumpkin. And yeah. that was the negative review, like the overall um, point of all the negative reviews that I read about this movie was that like it made, I mean, it doubled down on this because. This movie, like we said, it hangs its hat on Paul Hogan's charm, but sure. it's like, you he's know, too that, naive. Fish, that fish out of water thing, it's like, he's yeah, it's too much. It's yeah, like it's impossible. Like you it's have a, to be like really right. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so on the steps of the plaza, Richard suggesting that they go, they being he and Sue go someplace special for dinner tonight. She, he's annoyed when Sue says to make it a reservation for three. Yes. So yes, you're, no, on, you're, team, you're just, on team Richard right you now. You just got back from Australia where you stayed like an extra two weeks. I haven't seen you in how long? Like he, when he was on the phone at the very beginning of the movie, he had expected her back already. Right. And so now she's even two weeks later than that. And so the first night she gets back, she wants to go to dinner with her man and another dude. But, but no, also, but I'm also, sorry. Do, no. people, do people not suffer from jet lag in this reality? Like why <laughs> would they say? Sleep why would they say hours. in two days' time? And we'll, is, we'll reconvene for dinner tonight. I'm gonna go home. You rest. We'll rest. But so, she's like, I get. I want to go to dinner. And it's right Australia, now. so she's got some so I feel like it's breakfast time or something. I also, exactly. also want to say, as this movie will, as will unfold <laughs> as we discuss this movie. I'm not sure that she's not coked up more than half the time. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. That's a bold thesis. 
Nah, I, I agree with I, that though. I think that she is steady doing some okay. some drugs, some uppers. Do you think she had it out with her in the in the bush? Fuck yeah. <laughs> she was probably like munching on some like medicinal leaf out she, there so, she did some lines on the plane for damn certain to get up and be like let's go to dinner wow so I get her not wanting I get you bringing him from Australia to here it'd be kind of shitty to be like order some room service or something because I'm going to dinner with my boyfriend but she does need to like go back to the hotel and break Richard off real quick you know what I mean, and then and then come back for dinner, and then hook Richard up again. You later. don't think that Mick Dundee, if she'd said we've been traveling for almost two days, let's have you a time sleep. apart from each other. I'm gonna sleep. I'm gonna go home. We'll see you tomorrow. Catch we'll you in the morning. We'll have breakfast. Yeah, or breakfast. We'll start or the day off when he, Does he have money? Does he ha- she, know how to obtain food? So no, here's her. the funny part. In the second movie, he does. You got the gold mine. In this movie, we don't That's know right. that. That's also true. But he's a, he's not going to show up with nuggets of gold and be like, right. give so me a this, hamburger. In this movie, a, I think that everything is on the, the, on the paper. Charge yeah. it to the room. Yeah. yeah, yeah Shit. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Richard is annoyed, which Mike uh, agrees with. Right and I'm, so. I, I, I'm like, I, I yeah, kind of agree. I and it also so is important that we got off the plane. We got to establish also that he's like insecure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, well, he should this be. Is, like, this is the first. Girl, that's like you and the girl she told you not to worry about. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first. This is the first moment that we kind of get the fact that Richard's like a little bit like okay, but she, you know, she laughs as she looks back to find you know Gus showing Mick the Cadillac's engine. I love that. Yeah, he's just he's like, like curious I'm, about shit he hasn't seen before. Sure. Oh, yeah. This is a nice car. But he's seen a car before. What kind of engine does it have? <laughs> like, but I get how he's saying, like, I've never seen anything like this. What is, right. What's the engine like? He's like, well, let me pop the hood. Does right. he look like a car engine type guy? It's, it's better than <laughs> he's a motorhead. Yeah. It's better than that Camino while he drives back uh, on the ranch. So anyway... Sue accompanies Mick up to his room. I love that he's smoking a cigarette smoking in the elevator. Smoking in a crowded elevator. Right. Shitty. Again, um, 1980s. A time capsule, yeah. Has he ever ridden a, in an elevator before, Mick Dundee? Probably not. He... In his life. I mean, if he's yeah. never been on an escalator, he's, never seen an escalator, he's surely never been on an elevator. I guess elevators are more common. So why wasn't that there that scene where he's like... He, he may have been in, to a, get on the, in like a regional law building or something that had an elevator. It would also like seem like magic. You step into a room and the door closes and the door opens and something else is that sure. different is outside. And he was yeah. smoking a cigarette. I feel like I feel like that's <laughs> he was nervous smoking. Yeah, I feel yeah. So um, Bellhop leads the way to a spacious suite. How Dude. many of us are staying here? And she's laughing. Just you. <laughs> that room was insane. It's huge, and, like Manhattan. Like I mean, I don't, I don't think it was a wall. It was a plaza. Yeah, yeah. what are we like talking? Nine hundred dollar. Yeah, exactly. Nine hundred dollar a night room. All on they the, really all want on the that newspaper. story. They re- yeah. she really wants that story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the, the bellhop returns with his hand out for a tip. Mick shakes his hand, introduces himself like, I'm so sorry I forgot to do this earlier. <laughs> so uh-huh. he steps in and's like, nope, sorry, I got it, and hands him money. And he's like, oh, you got to pipe the room in advance. I love that. Yeah. The, his confusion about the concept of tipping made me wonder if that was like an Austri- like Because, you know, countries are different. Europe doesn't tipping. tip. You don't yeah. tip in Europe. So I looked it up. I don't know if things were different in 86, but I read in 2015, a 2015 article that said that tipping is customary in Australia. Okay. But only if only if you think the person's done a above and beyond job. Like if you think someone's done a fair to poor job, you're advised not to tip. Even your waiter though? Yeah. And I think the amount that is customary there is about half of what's well, customary yeah. in here, America. Like if you you could do a shit job as and a you're waiter, still and you're still going to get a tip. Opening yeah. the door and put what amounts to a garbage bag full of my belongings on the floor is not uh-huh. going above and beyond. In a nine hundred dollar a night room, though. Yeah. And like if that dude had been like, "Would you like for me to draw you a bath? Would you like for me to turn the TV on? Would you like a hand job? Would sir? you like for me to, like give me some options?" And I'm like, "I've opened the door. Tip me, please." Fuck I've you. I've never, Get I've never seen a person just stick their hand out for a time. I have not. I bet you they do it in New York a lot. I've, I've seen some lingering glances. A lot. Yeah. And, but, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Mick explores the room some more. Always loved the bit where he tapped the ashes into his hat. <laughs> He's looking around for an ashtray and there's yeah. not one. And yeah, I love yeah, that. I love that. Um, Sue points out that there's TV just in case he gets bored. He says, mm. I saw TV once years ago. <laughs> Turns it on. I love Lucy's playing. Yep. That's what I saw. That's a. <laughs> I love that joke. It's <laughs> a genius. What, I read that as 20 years ago or whenever it was that he saw a TV 
I Love Lucy was on. No, yeah, no, and yeah. he's like, it, oh yeah, that's what TV is. It's I Love Lucy it, all the sure, time. Yeah, there yeah, is, yeah. there is, and I would love maybe we can do some research for the next podcast or whatever. But there's a movie where someone says, I saw TV at the world. Maybe it's um Captain America or something. I saw TV once at the World's Fair. I think that they recycled that joke for one of the Captain America movies. And oh, said, yeah. yeah. This is what was on. It's a joke of convenience because yeah. the fact that he, 20 years ago, saw I Love Lucy. Uh-huh. And then the very first time he cuts on a... It's the same thing. It's the He's exact like, oh, same yeah, thing. I've seen this before, boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black like it wasn't yeah. like the local yeah. news. Or, uh-huh. So then in the bathroom of the suite, Mick's mystified by the bidet. Sue gives up trying to explain what it's for because he's confused. <laughs> Downstairs as she's getting into the limo, Dundee whistles and yells out the window. It's like, it's for washing your backside, right? <laughs> Which is no, awesome. No, the all, says, there are no bidets in the plaza. In yeah, all yeah. honesty, I probably wouldn't have known what a bidet is. Well, bidets are awesome. <laughs> I've never <laughs> fucked with a bidet I've before. I've never really? used a bidet. Man, yeah. I will tell you, it's like... That's a genius piece of equipment. Well, and I you gotta like, dry off after, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't use toilet, toilet paper. paper. You yeah. gotta use a towel. But right? you're gonna use much, much less toilet paper than you would to like wipe after a monster deuce. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I'm thinking uh, like Taco Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. You need a whole, you need a whole bathtub. It is. I will say it's oddly refreshing. Oh shit! <laughs> you know, I have had like, you know, whatever. Experiences where you're like, I need a shower afterwards. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's like a simpler uh, version. It is, it is. So, a bit later on, and this this part really, and this is one of the reasons, I love New York so much, and this is one of those movies that just like, captures makes me, it. It makes me love, because like, I can remember the first time I was in New York City, I was a junior in high school, and it's like you're seeing, seeing Mick go out of the hotel for his first stroll sure. around Manhattan, I'm like, Fuck yeah. yeah. That's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Mick being Mick, he's like trying to say hello to literally every person he meets, mm-hmm. but he's quickly like overwhelmed by the experience. And then, and I have, I, done, I have done this thing in New York, climbed up on the side of a lamppost mimicking Mick Dundee. Just because you saw it on the movie? That. Just because I'd seen it in the movie. So, apparently, Hogan said that this like, this was based on his first time as Paul Hogan visiting New York, like just being overwhelmed by it and all. Yeah. But that, that trip is sort of what inspired the kernel of the idea That's for the awesome. movie. I love that. Um, there's great moments like in this where he's like, he sees a guy with a shaved head and he's just like chuckling at it. Like the, the craziness of it all. Fucking or whatever. California. <laughs> or he's got like, he's also just doing it all with that massive knife on his hip. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Another How do you even point. get that through customs, right? If Eddie Murphy can't I, get I his knife through customs? That's what the holdup was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could so, be, yeah. yeah. Um, whenever I watch, uh, like, New York street scene movies, I always look at the background because you can always see where they're stopping traffic and they're yeah. stopping. You can always... This is seamless. I don't see that shot, which I'm it like... Was crowded crowded as hell. It was crowded as hell. The only thing that I notice is that He's the only person moving against the flow sure. of traffic. And the only other people that are moving in the same direction as him are about 20, 30 feet back. I've noticed that. They, but, they were keeping it separate. Sure, but like in the very like perimeter, like you never, like you don't uh-huh. see like that group of like 20 people like right. gawking at the oh, cars good and call. stuff like that. I've, I've always wondered how they shot that. I, it's just the movie geek in me that no, I love it. looks at stuff like that. I'm like, how'd they do that because you see that in every film that's ever filmed in New York City like that separation of like the real yeah. film people uh-huh. and like people who are looking at them film totally yeah I just yep. nerded out no, on I know I love it <laughs> the same like I was the first time I was ever in Rome um, walked through Piazza Navona and they were filming a scene from Angels and Demons I saw Ron Howard and Tom Hanks and they had all the crowd barricaded back 400 feet mm-hmm away from everything they were like please please don't take pictures please sure. don't have flash photography because it's going to fuck up our shit yep. and I mean just have everyone back but then they had other people that were extras like around the building and so it's like you know it's just creating that microcosm of things but it always it blows my mind too to think about all the work especially watching a scene like that where there's so many extras oh, yeah. and it's like I don't know how all they did the that. coordination that that took it just it I almost feel like they in a lot of those scenes I almost feel like they guerrilla filmed it 
like they just sat a camera like way back and Maybe. were like, Paul, just run across the street. <laughs> when those bitch walking around Times Square, like sure. you can't yeah. shut down Times Square. No, no way. Totally. No way. They were just like, they set up a mini camera somewhere and they would like just walk towards camera because he doesn't really do anything. He just walks. There's mm-hmm. a lot of, in this, and I'll mention it later, I'm sure, but there's a lot of shades of twins. Yeah. When you got Schwarzenegger exploring Los Angeles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like there had to be people just off camera, like, gawking at, hey, look, sure. Schwarzenegger. Like, what's camera. what's yeah. happening here? Yeah, it's amazing. I know it's a me, camera. But... I don't know who that Australian man is, but he's That's true. <laughs> if, yeah, you know, he, he was have, sort of unknown. Yeah, he could have got away with that, right? Right. Nobody knew who he was. They wouldn't have known what they were filming. They weren't so, all you watching the Paul Hogan show. <laughs> so exactly. so I, I do love, that, like, like, once he's up on the lamppost, like, checking everything out, the cop on horseback like comes over to him and the next thing that we know the cop on horseback is like bringing him back to the plaza on the horse yeah on the horse no way you let a dude ride your horse and is holding his knife yeah Uh and I had it and he's like you know I like he had time to check this out. You're you're an okay guy, Mick. Here's sure. your fucking everyone loves Mick immediately. Yeah yeah, the theme that's part of his charm for sure. I did some research on New York knife laws and I so one, you're not allowed to carry a knife with a blade that's more than four inches long. That thing is what? 10. Yeah, I, I don't think <laughs> the cops would give nine. it back to him. Also, interesting, it's illegal for non-U.S. citizens to carry knives in New York City. I would like to see if that was the case in the '80s, and then. Oh, true. It could have been like different. If, yeah. if, um, if he had checked his knife in Sue's bag. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I bet he got held up in customs because they were like, Sir, Holy this shit. knife is, you're carrying a katana sword. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they, not letting him bring that knife yeah. to you. So the, the cop says, take it easy, Mick. Thanks, Mike. Hands him his knife back, his Here's hunting knife sword. Back, sir. So um, then Mick goes to greet the doorman who seems like he's sort of like confused and like yeah, over it. That dude's okay, got a nice like, face. I bet he was a stand-up comic or something. Yeah, like doesn't that. he look His familiar? His name is Irving Metzger or something like okay. that. And he he was in 80s stuff and yeah. he has a very recognizable yeah. he was in yeah. War Games and something else. Oh, I yeah. Can't yeah, remember yeah. yeah. He's but a very recognizable face. So cut to later that night at the restaurant, the aforementioned restaurant. Richard's there early getting a head start and ogling another woman Snake. Like asshole move, yeah. As Sue and Mick are entering. Um, Wait, what were the drinks they were pouring out? They were like milky white. Were they white Russians? That's a huge white Russian. They were yeah. pouring out like a tall... With a cherry on with top? Like a, with a, I don't it, know what they it, are. Like a cherry garnish? I know a white Russian, if it was in a tall glass... It was a, like a stemware. Pina colada, maybe? Mm. Could have been, yeah. It didn't look icy, but yeah. it just looked creamy, but whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a... That's a good question. Anyway, another <laughs> for another podcast, so we should do a drink podcast. So Richard's trying real hard, laying it on thick. I'm eager to spend time with. He got here early to spend time with his girl. Yeah, he okay. got early to get a little head, to get a little shit. Right, he's, he's like, so what are, it's like, what are we drinking? Sure. Two vodka martinis and what's yours, crocodile? He's like, yeah, I'll have two of those and a beer, thanks. <laughs> I love that's badass. Yeah, I, mean, I like two. Yeah, I'll have. I'll, I'll have, have, two, you're I'll have two martinis and a beer. Does he, but does he know what a martini no, is? No, not okay. a clue. But he drinks he drinks martinis straight the rest of the movie. He is yeah, shit-faced on martinis the whole rest of the but movie. But he's never drunk, though. That's, that's incredible. That's true. I feel like he has to have, he His has tolerance to, is off the hook. He has to have had a martini, at least the Bush version of a martini, which he's is probably like, just bourbon. Or he's, yeah, he's <laughs> like, no, there's a lot say, of Jim Beam in this bar there. vodka and an olive yeah yeah like he's that. at yeah, right. there's yeah, no yeah. vermouth in it for fucking sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Richard stands up and is wobbly and Sue notices and she's like you have been here a while which right. I take it as like this is the first inkling that there's like cracks in the foundation like you were saying and it's like yeah. maybe Richard drinks too much or something like that and Sue's not into it I am a fan though of like which is, a pregame um, yeah same but she's like double standard she will drink but she doesn't want she'll Richard do, to drink she'll do coke well she doesn't want to show up and have <laughs> she's doing coke yeah, she's in the doing airport coke. bathroom baby she's like, <laughs> she's like the person that smoked weed but like looks down she wants, to have, her, she wants to have her cake and snort it too <laughs> it's true so Richard immediately starts attacking Dundee and his drunkenness is like this will be quite a novelty for you Eating something without having to kill it first. Yeah, asshole. Yeah, like, t- he's t- like t- what t- would prompt even when you're drunk and threatened? I, I can't imagine being confrontational to that level. Of course, I'm not. I'm not an uber rich asshole. He's probably coked up too. He is definitely coked up. Yeah, he, they, yeah. Everything's working. His, all the chemicals in his body are working <laughs> against each other. So at the table, 
uh, as Richard flirts with Sue, Mick's like trying to, he's like, you guys should be here and like, yeah. Yeah, you should have this, a, a, this should have been your date. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. shouldn't be going on. It's a stand-up move. Yeah, it is. Also, awesome. I, I, it's not fun to watch a woman that you like, like, be with someone else. But then, you know, it's like, I'm, she... Who, who, Mick or Richard? <laughs> I'm saying Richard. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying Mick doesn't want to watch her flirt with no. Richard. But that's what I'm saying is that then she, who kissed Mick back in Australia a day ago, says, sorry, it's just that we haven't seen each other in six weeks. Maybe she's that type of girl who's just, like, horny. And But, I mean, what kind of that thing, what kind of thing is that to say to the guy that you were, like, would you mind if I asked you to come to New York? Here's a kiss. Uh, no, it's, I'm it's, sorry if my my boyfriend and I haven't. It's like that's like everything she does yeah. is like it's it sucks. It's a little shitty. It's very shitty. So Mick yeah. says that's all the more reason that I shouldn't be here. But she says we're not letting you spend your first night in New York alone. So Richard's like yeah 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 definitely stay. But it's pretty obvious that he thinks Mick sucks. And then he con- <laughs> continues to be a world class. Douchebag. <laughs> there's a there's a moment where the waiter tries to put Mick's napkin in his lap or something. And like, what Mick is gr- that shit? I've never. I, I think it's been in a one. place where that happens. I have been. We're in not places. dining at the same restaurants that the owner yeah. of Newsday. I, I will say that I have I have been in like one restaurant where it was the the waiter's job to come around and put a napkin in a lap. Sure. And for and then That's as odd. I was watching it yesterday, I was thinking. That's cringeworthy. Now seeing him like grab the guy's what hand and being you like, doing, "What the man? fuck are you doing?" But then I, I feel like I'd be like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, I just, exactly. For someone that's never been in a restaurant yeah, like this, for before. someone to be reaching in your crotch, totally get it. Now, Understood. I, I had to rewind twice because I was like, my first thought was, "Does he like think he's grabbing for his knife?" But he doesn't have the knife. He doesn't seem to have the knife right. on him in that scene. Right. Not on his hip anyway. But yeah, I thought he was just grabbing around his crotch area. Yeah. He's I like, oh, buddy. I think you just startled him because nothing like that's ever happened you're to in, him before. And you're encroaching on my personal space. Right. So um, Richard takes the liberty of trying to order for everyone. He, like, says in some pretty shitty Italian to the guy, it's like, I'm glad it's been a while since I've seen you, but the Italian's, but the Italian's not great. It's not great. Uh-huh. So, and then, yeah, he's like, I'll order for the table because I don't imagine they have anything like kangaroo steak or possum grits for you, crocodile. Yeah. Fucking asshole. So but the, he, he thinks everything he says is amazing. If there's ever been a dude who deserved a punch in the face, it's like Richard. Well, it's kind of like uh, the scene coming from coming to America. Yes. In the bas- when they're playing basketball. Yep. Not Eric LaSalle, though. Yeah, Eric LaSalle's Eric LaSalle, character. Prickish yeah, character. Yeah, big time. That's and it's a, all because they're totally the vibe. But I, I never like in a coming to America. It makes no sense because why is he threatened by uh, Eddie Murphy's character? Because he's with the sister. Right. In this movie, I get it because like you're intruding on our space with. And my clearly, girl. it seems like she, my my girl's got a thing for you. Right. In this movie. Yeah. yeah I, I I I haven't seen the physical evidence of that that she's shown that yet. But the fact, like, Richard's obviously, like, super insecure, and I don't know. I get it, though, but, like, would, having the first, night, the first night back. I would be mad. I get it. I you would, guys would be mad, too, wouldn't uh, you? Yeah, no, first would, night back, you're like, can be, I not have a minute? It's been a month and a half? Yeah, or? I mean, there, he, probably, would be he probably did it the wrong way, but I would be, fear, I would actually be furious at my girl for, like, why are you, you just got back, why are you inviting this dude? It would have probably been more, like, my darling, on my part, my darling, <laughs> I haven't seen you in so long, and I was really hoping I've missed your we, touch. We, I was really hoping we could spend. I had envisioned our first night back together being alone. I'd have been like, "What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> fuck all this!" <laughs> Flip the table. That's <laughs> a bullshit. <laughs> so yeah, Richard thinks everything he's saying is the funniest thing that's ever been said. Uh, Sue Richard. steps in to defend Mick and's like. They have the pride joke about the Gamma Mora lizard or whatever the fuck it's the called. The Goana, yeah. <laughs> what Which really fucking triggers Richard's Richard. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you two eat Goana together? What yeah. the fuck is this shit? Yeah, exactly. So Richard's like, okay, fine, Mick. Why don't you order for the table since you're so good at Italian? What? What does <laughs> Sue see in this guy, though, Richard? I, I, I don't know. Because they come from the same, like, Upper class white sure. New York social structure. We have to hope he's not always like this. 
I think that there must have been something redeeming about him, but that he's become so obsessed with like running the paper well that he's become sort of an asshole. But anyway, don't you think that he's just totally? I see it as he's just totally in love with Sue, and he's jealous, so he's acting out a little bit. I think he's also an asshole. I think he oh, yeah, with like a healthy dose of like sexual frustration, like yeah. <laughs> Definitely, no, definitely. Like, yeah, he's coked up. Uh, he's, he is coked up and drunk at the same time. And, and, he hasn't, up. and he hasn't seen his woman in two months, and he's like, fucking Do you think hell. he was faithful to her while she was gone? No. Okay. No. That's what I'm saying. So, I think he was. You think so? Yeah. He was, like, waiting for that, and then well, she comes no, back so, with, a, with a dashing Australian. So, Do you yeah, think, I, I miss I'll you, darling. That, I miss you, darling. Like, when... Um, when right before Mick and Sue walked into the, and he was sitting at the bar by himself drinking, mm-hmm. and like a woman walks by and he's like yeah, shaking her ass. Yeah. So maybe not. I don't know. He's definitely like got eye. You know, he's yeah, 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 he's yeah, only yeah. human. Yeah. I, I will say he may not have acted on it, but he's thought about it. <laughs> oh, surely, <laughs> because he's definitely been out with like his you know Wall Street buddies Fucking, while she's been gone. Uh, Patrick Bateman and the rest yeah, exactly. of them. Like, oh, at the crap. exact same time. Yes. He was yeah he was feeding, Dorcia cat, and, uh, he was feeding cats to ATMs while she was gone. So so Sue tries to intervene um, Mick's like now nah, I'll have a lash at it which is a great slang term I'll uh-huh. have a lash at it. The menu he sees is entirely in Italian he creates a distraction by saying, you know, <laughs> I think we should have what that fat Sheila is yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually had to put it on closed captions. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a little problematic, but I think he's also just trying to create a distraction. Right, and so everyone turns. But then when they turn, he, like, punches the shit out of Richard, and it's not subtle <laughs> like no one else saw. The entire restaurant went, <gasps> like, everyone saw so you it. Think, I don't think the they punch? saw it. I think, I think they no just, one saw it. I don't think nobody saw it. I think they just saw him slump down. Because, oh. I, honestly, I don't think they show it. I think he just does it, like, in some kind of it's ninja like lightning style. Quick. Yeah. It sound the way that they did the sound effect and stuff that everyone was like looking over. It made me think that like everyone. Yeah, saw there was it. a weird sound thing happening there. I, I maybe gotta read, I got to take another look at I it. I mean, we are talking. Take a look at the tape. Nick is the one punch guy, right? That's true. True. This is true. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, Richard slumps unconscious in his chair. Dundee's like, this guy can't handle his drink. <laughs> What's gonna happen next? It's anyone's oh. guess. We're caught in a love triangle. Accurate. Sue's leading everyone on that two-time and Sue. <laughs> oh, man. She's in a tough... She's in between a rock and a hard place. Rock and a <laughs> crocodile dundee. <laughs> Croc and a hard place. <laughs> That's excellent. Well done. Uh, uh, I guess we'll discuss it next time in the exciting fourth installment of our series on crocodile dundee. In the meantime... Yeah, Mike, sign us off. Uh, so, um... This is actually my last episode, so I'm going to dip out on you guys. Love you, Mike. Because these babies ain't going to close themselves. <laughs> but I want to thank both of you guys for inviting me on. I've had the best time. I've really enjoyed this. You are invited back anytime. I we love you, it. Mike. Yeah, we'll have you on for sure, and we'll we'll do it earlier in the day. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> we'll take the day off. It'll be awesome. All right, hey, you come do- back for the rest of the episodes, everybody. We'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>